0: From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Damn yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Well, things are going to be a little different here because we are in the middle of COVID-19 um but yeah we're trying so bear with us a little bit on this Uh, and everything should turn out okay i think all right before we get too deep here uh, i want to give a all of our shout-outs here. So the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy Magazine. Click on the fur link above our homepage and join today. Also, I want to give a shout-out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson and Devin Stinson. If you'd like to be as awesome as them, head on over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. And if you're going to do any Amazon shopping and i mean I think we all are right now like I think all we're doing is shopping on Amazon and that's why uh, our postal workers are overworked but that's a whole other thing uh head yeah. over and over to <laughs> com click on the Amazon link above our homepage and do your uh, Amazon shopping as normal we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon it really helps us out all right Brian how's your covid going
1: well oh, good man i'm I'm really enjoying being stuck at my house with uh it's <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> you know, at least you have other people to see, okay? Well, I do, and
1: uh, I'm essential. So, Oh, you're essential. Beer is essential. It's very <laughs> important. I am essential, and my my girlfriend, who I live with, um, I'm not stuck in India, if you're watching it. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally sitting in my bed, because I don't have anywhere to do this in the house because uh, of the construction going on in the basement so yeah anyway um yeah I'm essential my girlfriend is essential um yeah that's what's going on did you yeah. ask me what I'm doing I can't remember I
0: sure did ask you what you what oh. you've what you've been how your covid's oh, okay. going but
1: I'm sorry I'm just trying to get used to this
0: uh, I know it's so, yeah. different we're not next to each other I don't know how, I don't like it
1: <laughs> it's weird and I I'm I'm being preoccupied with seeing my face on the on the camera <laughs> so i'm um, kind of getting over you know how beautiful how beautiful i am right
0: it's it's a little distracting i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna completely forget what we're talking about a few times today just, yeah. be, just getting lost in your eyes like i usually do you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Isn't the, 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 you're looking at the glare in my glasses is what you're looking at
0: <laughs> oh okay i w- they seemed extra sparkly today i wasn't sure
1: yeah so yeah um so, at the brewery, uh, pretty much, you know, I think this is across the board with pretty much every brewery, but yeah, we've essentially like laid everyone off um, for the time being. Uh, we have one, one salesperson, two brewers, the tapper manager, and then Justin and I uh, are the only ones doing any sort of work. Um, and we are, uh, we had the health department out a couple times. Uh, there is a, a little station set up uh, on the inside of the, the, the employee door where we have to uh, stick a thermometer in our ear and take our temperature every time we walk in the building. Um, if we are not either selling growlers, crawlers, or brewing, you just literally can't be in the brewery at all. Oh, wow. Um, and there are blue, blue strips of tape on every surface that's supposed to be cleaned uh, every hour or two um, so that there's a lot of painters tape down everywhere on all these essential surfaces, um, to kind of clean and sanitize all that stuff. Uh, it's pretty wild, uh, to, to say the least. I mean, we're surviving selling cans, um, you know, doing as much crawling as possible. Um, there's some places that are mothballing their draft lines. We are very definitely not mothballing our draft lines. We are The beer is flowing, um, but just not as, uh, you know no no draft and no tap room revenue unfortunately so but cans are going okay oh, we are hanging in there well that's good um,
0: yeah man I have been well I I brewed that's a whole thing um, <laughs> like we have I, I have I have homebrew in the in the studio for like the first time in a while and nobody can come down to the studio now. Like I am beer rich and friend poor right now and <laughs> I have so much beer right now that I have an unopened case of Modelo and I don't even know what to do with it like it's insane <laughs> You just keep like meandering around the camera Like <laughs> are you comfortable Probably. now Brian?
1: Now I'm comfortable. I was sitting cross-legged on the bed, and my legs were starting to ache. <laughs> um, but yeah, next, next time we record, I'll have a, a super awesome setup. Okay. And I will appear more like a robot than than a, a man stuck in India <laughs> meditating.
0: Um, let's see. But let's see. Last but last time we talked, um, I was going to the UK, and I did. I went to the UK before all this shit happened. Um I left left Thursday. Um or left left Wednesday night when I landed on Thursday, uh they started talking about the travel ban. Uh, and I was like, Huh, that could make things interesting. Uh and <laughs> uh but I wasn't worried, you know, I was hanging out, going to pubs and stuff and uh yeah, you know, just drank good English beer and uh for for a long weekend, hung out with my brother and then Flew back Monday to an, a seemingly abandoned MSP. It was very weird. Like, walking through Terminal 1, and, like, the only people you saw were employees at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It was crazy. Wow. Um, but then didn't
1: my... Your co- didn't your coworkers freak out and they didn't want you in the office anymore? Yep.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't allowed to go back to the office that day. Uh, or that week. And then by the time Friday rolled around, the shutdown happened. And so, or it was Friday, the shutdown, or was that this week? They've, they've all uh, kind of gone together.
1: Yeah, I think that was last week. Okay. I don't know, dude.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so that happened, and now everybody's working from home. We're not essential, but we're still working, so we got that going for us. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a been a thing uh but working from home has given me uh some interesting opportunities um i brewed on a tuesday <laughs> nice <laughs> I, I woke up and i was like ah, i'm gonna start brewing today and so i did i got that uh that cremel experiment that we talked about going um i'm glad that we'll be able to all sit down and chat about it and taste it uh we yeah
1: run, run that info by us again
0: um yeah cremel. the uh the the recipe
1: yeah, what were we doing again? Water?
0: Um, no, we were. Uh, this was we were doing um, second generation yeast versus first gen. Oh. Uh, so um, yeah, so I finished my pale ale, so I had some ten fifty six. So I I, uh, I harvested that um, and pitched that in five gallons, and then uh, pitched the uh, other, then did a fresh pitch into the other um, out of a liter starter.
1: Oh, it was a cream ale, not a pale
0: ale. It Was a cream ale? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then instead of we were gonna use Hollertau, Um but uh, was it New Zealand Pacifica was cheaper, so I ended up using that. Um, yeah, pretty pretty basic um, cream ale tastier recipe, if I
1: remember. <laughs> what? It'll probably be tastier too. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then I bought a sack of grain because. I was in freak out mode and bought like, I was like, I need a sack of grain. So now I have grain to brew with. And we're, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today is uh, brewing and COVID and how to, how to stock yourself up and make sure that you're not going to run out of certain things. But is there any other COVID stuff you'd like to talk about before we dive into that, Brian.
1: No, nothing I can think of other than I mean we'll get to it eventually. But I, most of the major, most or all of the major suppliers are considered essential, so they're up and running. So
0: uh, yep. Don't... Well, kind of. Uh, Northern Brewer is has a they're prioritizing uh, Minnesota shipments, and um, every other shipment there's a potential for a six day lag on getting your order fulfilled.
1: Okay, good. I was I'm glad you knew that. I was going to ask.
0: Yep. At least that was that was that was a week and a half ago. Um, let me right. pull it up right now. And I'm guessing that's a lot of the other suppliers are the same way. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. They're still uh, due to increased demand. Expect shipping delays of up to six days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just it's assuming it's because of uh, lower employee.
0: Yeah, they have count, to lower keep
1: staff. Yeah,
0: that and I—I I bet. Well, I—I I have a feeling they're running into the same issues that like Amazon and stuff is running into, just with an increased um, amount of shipping. Especially people who would normally go up to Northern Brewer now are ordering online. Right. So they don't really have any store store sales now. Um, but yeah. So I guess yeah. The the first thing we should talk about is ordering ingredients. Um, like. The big thing I, I kind of want to touch on um, is ordering and storing grain in bulk. Um, I know I've, I've done it before. I'm sure as a home brewer, were you ever buying sacks of grain
1: or no? No, no. Huh? I suppose Northern
0: Brewer is right down the road or Midwest Supplies at that time.
1: Yeah, Midwest. I was a Midwest guy. I lived in uptown and Midwest Supplies was in St. Louis Park, so it was a short bike ride yep. or a bus. Okay. Um, I had a car it just was here
0: to <laughs> just to ride the ride, ride the bus or the bike
1: it was a direct yeah it was a direct bus ride straight oh straight nice. great shot
0: hell yeah um okay so you know uh so what i do when i when I buy a sack of grain is I have um four um like resealable um gasketed five gallon pails mm-hmm. that i picked up at uh I think they're Menards ones, so like they have the screw-in gasket lid. I don't know if right. you guys have seen those, um, but I like I will. Um, I once once that bag is open, I'll put it in there just to try to keep it fresher longer. Um, I'm guessing at, at the brewery, you guys don't really have to worry about that because the sack's
1: all going in, right? Yeah, we we order for the for for the batch. Yeah. Um, There's some breweries that use a super sack. Um and I'm not sure how they do their calculation. Um as far as like how much you know, how how often to buy a super sack or how much they're brewing. I'm sure it's all calculated out, but
0: what is a super just, sack?
1: It is a just a gigantic It you know, the, like from a homebrew standpoint, getting a fifty five getting a fifty five uh pound bag of malt is a lot of malt. Um but uh, the super sack, uh, God, I want to say it's like two thousand pounds. I could be wrong. I have, I'd have to look it up. We haven't, we haven't gotten into that yet. Um, uh, I'm trying to look it up. Quick super here. sack
0: weight. Yeah, twenty-two uh, hundred pounds 2,4400 yeah, 20, pounds. What's that? Uh, twenty-two to forty-four.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can get them in two different sizes, and this this is like the next step before you get like a silo. <laughs> I would really like to get to the point where we're we're using super sacks because I I know it'll save us just, you know a few pennies per bag or, or per, per pound or what what have you.
0: Well, that um, adds up when you're looking at you know a couple thousand pounds of grain.
1: Yeah, I mean you know we go through it, but I mean it's like we don't always exclusively use raw two row. Um, well, we yeah. Up. And then our one of our top sellers, minnesconsin um, which is also the base beer for Lemon Breaker Shandy. Um, we use Brace Synergy Malt anyway. So we're using a lot, probably quite a bit more of that than our two-row. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: well, and you know, like.
1: You use, you use uh, just plastic buckets with a gasket. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I mean, especially if you're if you get a couple of different sacks, you're not gonna like once that sack is open, you're like you're exposing it to elements or whatever. Even before then, um, so like the sooner you can get it into an air airtight container, like you're gonna extend the longevity and freshness of that malt. And we've all talked about malt staling and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I recommend um, any any sealable container, just something to use to try to. You know, keep your malt happy as long as possible.
1: Yeah, um, definitely an oxygen barrier is an important piece, so having that gasketed bucket is, is, is important. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and do not order any crushed grain um, during this because, well, a couple of things. One, you, like, you lose any shelf life once it's crushed. Um, you, you don't know how long um, it's going to take to get to you right now. Shipping is slow. We're, that's just kind of where we're at right now even like once it's once it's out of the facility and out the door um, our postal system is super like it's super stressed right now so it could take you know a week or more for that grain to get to you so just you know keep that in mind um, and if you don't have a mill now is the perfect time to invest in one there's a stimulus package coming out buy a mill uh, that, right <laughs> Or some fermenters. So, Stimulate no, the homebrew yeah. eco- economy.
1: So, as far as mar- malted barley grains go, your whole malted uh, grains can safely be stored for like a year or more. Um, obviously, you want that oxygen barrier. Um, you still want to avoid excessive heat and also moisture. Mm-hmm. Heat can degrade the grains, and then the moisture re- re- results in mold, uh, bugs. <laughs> Weevils. Oh, That's what we weevils. ran into in Guatemala. Was some of it was. Sit. They have to buy Malta a container at a time. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. A fucking shipping container. <laughs> that is a super super sack. Yeah, I was also really like pleasantly surprised. You get down to Guatemala and you're brewing with Rar Turo from Shakopee, Minnesota, and Wireman from Bomberg, and all the same, just same stuff.
0: It just and had to he, take a longer journey to get there
1: yeah uh so yeah anyway uh excessive heat moisture you're gonna be looking at mold bugs infections like or maybe even a souring of them all um so obviously storming a, a whole grain in a cool dry place ideally away from sunlight um you can use a refrigerator if you have the space but I don't see that being super necessary um but yeah they're crushed grains that presents the problems you know with the the way that the postal system is stressed right now, crushed grains, they kind of present like a larger problem because they're prone to oxidation and they're a lot more susceptible to heat and light, uh, moisture than any of your whole grain malt. So I recommend, or we recommend, that keeping the crushed grains in, in a sealed container and then putting them putting those in the refrigerator, for sure. If you, if you have the room, uh, mm-hmm. that would be a good situation with the uh, ground, PG or pre-ground malt. Um, it'll last a few months, but, you know, I personally I'd try to use the crushed grains within a few weeks of milling them um, whenever possible. Um, so buying bulk, buying a mill uh, is probably your best bet for the, um, the, the flu apocalypse that's going on.
0: The, the flop ellipse. <laughs> All right. Um, and, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of grain. Um, now is also the perfect time to uh, start playing with some dry yeast uh kind of the same reasons it'll keep uh pretty much indefinitely um you like shipping liquid yeast right now could potentially be a be an issue yeah like they cold pack it and stuff but you don't know how long it's gonna take to go from a to b right now um brian you're you're a lot more well versed in um dry yeast than i am um i know i bought I think a bunch of like uh Safale 5 and I think o four. 4 um, With my last grain order, um, yep. what what uh, what are your experiences with certain uh, certain strains? What would you recommend?
1: Saf five works great. Saf four, you want to be really careful and try your best to, get it, to do it, to nail your D rest when it needs to happen. Okay. Uh, your D rest uh, for Whatever reason, genetically, that Saph four is really prone to uh, diacetyl damage. Okay. So get your get your nail your rest. Um, but Saph five is great. Uh, <clears throat> ask ten brewers, get ten answers. Should you rehydrate? Um, why not? You're only using a what is it? How many grams is that? Like I, it's like
0: a, uh, I don't. I I want to say it's eleven or twenty two. Let me. Did
1: I? Did I? Did we not like talk about like a sachet? Or yeah, least. we
0: did. We did,
1: and that's what they, that's what they refer to them as. So I believe it's a. I believe each of the little packs is 11 grams, which I think is. So if you get one liquid pitch, I think this dry pitch is like one and three quarters or two, the equivalent of one and three quarters or two,
0: eleven um, and a half
1: liquid pitches. Um, but dry, dry yeast works great. We almost exclusively use dry yeast in the brewery. Uh, we're looking into some some new uh, types of and things with yeast uh, that we're actually um, going to be receiving in the next couple of weeks. A package of freeze dried yeast, which mm-hmm. is kind of the new the new thing. Um, and the strains that are coming out are, you know, Chico, and then that uh, your Vine your Are they
0: are they going to use that yeast to brew yeast on the moon,
1: or brew beer Uh, on the moon? That's very (laughs) (laughs) yes. In fact, that's how they approached it. That's how they sold us. No, I'm kidding. So there's a company named Gusmer that does a bunch of like the the crazy like brewing technology that you know like that. Yeah, I mean, is real real space age futuristic. And one of those things is that that freeze dried yeast. Um, there's a few different reasons to use it. Um, we won't, won't get too in depth with it uh, now because obviously we're receiving a a pitch to do test do uh, generational testing. So we're one of the test breweries. that's going to check out how the freeze dried yeast works. Um, so I'll tell you guys more about that another time, but. Uh, We kind of got off track there, but well, I mean, I'm very, I'm very
0: curious about this moon yeast.
1: (laughs) The dry dry yeast works great to answer your question. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't be afraid to use it. Uh, Don't proof the yeast, so don't don't feed it sugar when you're when you're. um, Don't uh, do a starter with it. it,
0: Is what we kind of talked about. Don't what? Don't do a starter
1: with it. No, and don't make a starter. You don't need a starter. Yeah, rehydrate it. Yeah. Uh, or don't I don't know. Do an experiment at your house. So you can, uh, yep. You can well, sprinkle it in or not.
0: Yeah, we kind of we touched on that a couple weeks back uh, during our Maybe. yeast uh, yeast discussion when we were talking about dry yeah. yeast. Maybe um,
1: say something different.
0: <laughs> well, the the book. Well, no. So we we just we kind of went back and forth and we said try try it on your own and see what you did. But the, I remember the book said um, like if you don't rehydrate, you lose like fifty percent of your cells. Or up to fifty percent of your cells uh, with the sprinkle in. Ah, uh, right. So take take that as as you will. Um, it's it's not that big of a step to sprinkle it in some warm water quick before you put it in there.
1: Especially at yeah, the homebrew size, yeah. Yeah, you're, right.
0: you're right. So. All right. Um. So let's talk about a little bit of like rest, or then let's talk about hops. All right. So now like. It's one of those things where you're, you're going through, like, your your hop freezer or whatever, and you're like, oh, I kind of forgot these hops were back there. How old is too old for hops, Brian?
1: Oh, boy, that's and
0: another... I, oh, and I know it's 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 going to be, depending on how it's stored, and let's talk, like, perfect conditions, and then we'll go from there.
1: Well, perfect conditions from a professional brewing standpoint, two to three years. Um four, but that might be even pushing it. I know a lot of breweries won't eat, won't bother with, uh, hops that are more than two years old. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're from a storage standpoint, you know, yeah, they, they can, they can sit out if you're out ambient, if you're going to use them because they're all, you know, packed in and, and, um, uh, they, they, the nitrogen, <clears throat> right. Nitrogen for storage. Um, but we need to keep in mind, of course, that you know, much like every other brewing ingredient, hops are hops are also susceptible to uh, moisture, light, oxygen, uh, and heat degradation. And, and both the alpha and bittering, both both alpha bittering acids and the aroma oils are going to degrade over time. Uh, every variety is different. They have diff- every variety is different uh, storage characteristics. Um, there is out there what is called the HSI, which is your hop storage index. It's another thing in the world. <laughs> so yeah, you can There's get, always Google another it. thing. Yeah, if you want to get down a rabbit hole, you can check your hop storage index, uh, Google it, whatever. Um, so that's a percentage of alpha acid lost in six months if you store your hops in uh, a 68 degrees Fahrenheit or a 20 degrees Celsius um, temperature. Ah, uh, you can extend it uh, the time by uh, storing things colder., uh, for example, the brewery, we have a, a huge chest freezer for like the largest chest freezer you can buy, um, and that is where we keep our hops. Um, the how uh, unfortunately though, like as far as our hops storage index goes, um, it doesn't really tell the whole story of, of what has actually degraded. it of it, it only measures alpha acid loss, not betas okay. oils. Uh, So oxygen also degrades the hops, so to protect them, uh, obviously you want an oxygen barrier, container, vacuum sealed foil, um, uh, even that bucket case he was talking about with the the thing. Um, Ziploc bags are not a good option, Um, unfortunately. They don't really steal out all the oxygen. What are you Um, talking
0: about, Brian? When I zip it and it changes colors, Ziploc says that's that's a freshness seal.
1: That's that, that yellow meets Blue, yeah, whatever. and may comes it, green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, and then just like, just like if you've got a really hoppy beer in a glass or a bottle, uh, you don't want um, the hops to see any light or sunlight. Or, uh, so make to make your hops last as long as possible. Keep them in sealed foil pouches. Store them in your freezer. All
0: right. So kind of, uh, I think, I think the rule of thumb that we can kind of get here is. Your ingredients might be okay. Maybe. But smell them, <laughs> taste them to know for sure. Yeah. That's... Right? Like is like yep. smell smelling and tasting is key. And then, yes, it and, then and then yeah. Um, alright, so Alright, Brian, you're you're looking at limited uh, ingredients. You have you have, you know, a massive sack of base malt. You have some probably good hops in the freezer you got some um some USO 5 what what kind of styles are we looking at here like if like we're looking at minimal um uh specialty malts uh primarily base malt and then um probably probably minimal hopping what kind of what kind of styles can we really pull there
1: oh man quite a few i mean uh depending on what you're Depending on if you, you know depending on what your temperature control situation is, um, this this might be a really good time to, um, I don't know, try lager or try you know try something you haven't tried before. Um, if you're trying to keep it simple, I mean maybe, oh maybe now's the time to do some of those experiments like brewing with first, second, third generation yeast or uh, brewing the same recipe with a, with two different yeast strains and you know stuff like that. I don't know. It was a good time to hunker down and get creative with that kind
0: of stuff. No, you don't. You you have nothing but time, so you might as well fiddle <laughs> with your beer, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Is I guess is there anything uh, any advice you'd like to give to uh, people trying to? I mean, like it. We keep talking about like an apocalypse scenario, but it's. I mean, and it's bad. But at the same time, you know, we can still brew outside. We still have access to almost everything we need, just much slower. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I say I say, keep brewing and, you know, help keep uh, – I hate the, the cliché. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. There's that, that like, buy local cliché, but seriously, seriously, uh, buy local if you can. Uh, support your local craft breweries, uh, your – you know, what, what you do now for them – might mean you know their very existence um you know yeah. helping us stay in business by yeah i know craft beer is a luxury and you know people are maybe taking pay cuts and stuff like that now but if if you're going to treat yourself um buy, buy local craft um i mean you know if you don't necessarily you know go to the brewery and buy craft go to a liquor store which are essential and they're still open um well can you imagine buy-
0: if we had to do this without alcohol
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing on Sunday? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a long um, walk so yeah, off it, a short anyway, beer. Long story short, it, literally anything that you can pump into the to the beer industry uh, will help uh, distributor partners and um, help help keep breweries alive. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um, and then, uh, guys, we are we're in a bit of a weird situation right now, um, just with doing shows and stuff. So I kind of want to give a call to action uh, for you guys. If you guys have show ideas or questions, um, send them our way, um, so we can we can make we can make up uh, we can make some shows and stuff. Um, today uh, today's episode is actually supposed to be um, Eric from Saint Croix Valley Hops on the show. Uh, but unfortunately we weren't able to make that happen because of all the COVID things. Uh, We're going to try to figure out some way of getting him on this video call uh, like we're doing with Brian now for next week. Um, So hopefully we can get that to happen. Um, And we should be getting uh, Katie back soon too.
1: Yeah. We're we're hoping to get Katie back next week. I just would, we just suddenly were like, okay, let's try and do this. And yeah, it's kind of threw this together. Um, Last minute, so we'll get the uh, the Coco, Coco host, Katie Eels, back on as soon as possible.
0: Darn tootin'. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, and again, uh, thank you for your support and sticking through us for this. I know we had uh, two weeks there of just kind of radio silence as far as the podcast went. Um, we were just trying to figure out where everything was going to land, um, and it's been, it's just kind of been crazy all around. But, um, on that note, I believe I have a jaunty tune to play us out if I can find it.
1: <laughs> Is it the normal one? or? It's different? the
0: normal one.
1: Oh, good. I like that tune.
0: It's jaunty, damn it. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week and for your support again. Um, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindedstudios and become a patron today. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, you can choose an email at feedback at Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindedstudios. Or follow us on Twitter at ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.